it all crackly and staticky when when it started? Let me know in the chat room. Um, for those of you on the podcast, tonight's question is, oh, sweetie, I don't even know how to say your name. I'm going to assume the Y is silent. It's spelled Y-Z-B-A. I'm going to go with Ziva. Ziba. Z. We're going to go with Z. <laughs> Okay, Um, seems like I have another question, or maybe I need to bitch about something. Don't we all? Don't we all like to bitch about something? The tendency for some slash writers to feminize male characters, particularly in the HP fandom, there's a trend of giving Harry hips and long hair. It's usually enough to make me close a fic really fucking fast. Lately, I've also seen it in other fandoms. Your thoughts? I have spent a lot of time both on my live journal and on my show talking about the feminization of of male characters and gay relationships. And... Early on, it just it struck me as really, really offensive, and it's still really, really offensive. But now, it's offensive for a different reason. And I used to, I was offended on a craft level. I was like, "What are you doing?" You know, it, it was like this craft issue for me that they didn't, that they couldn't um, write a gay male character without feminizing them, and then I slowly realized that they were only feminizing one part of the pairing, and it became something else. I I will say this, though, to your question. I don't consider long hair feminizing. Um, Some of the best-looking men I've ever seen have had long hair, and in no way did it make them feminine or female. Um, I think that the feminization of of uh, gay males in fandom boils down to the fact that most fan fiction is written by women, and they are falling into a trap of gender roles, and um, they're they're assuming. This is an assumption on their part, and it's an uneducated and ignorant assumption, and it was a terrible plague in the Sentinel fandom because Blair, the guy who played Blair, was beautiful. I mean, he was just a really beautiful young man, and he had long hair, and he had full lips, and he just, he was extremely beautiful. And um, they feminized him. They turned him into a girl over and over and over and over again. And if you didn't feminize him, the other like the, there was a section of the fandom that would vilify you for not following the fandom norm. And what it boils down to, again, is gender roles. These writers don't have the ability to imagine a relationship where one of the people in the relationship is not feminine. They are feminizing these these men in in these relationships in order to relate to them because they assume wrongly and with a great deal of ignorance that in a romantic relationship um there has to be a male and a female energy, whether there's a male and female or not. There has to be a a um a dominant, strong male, and a submissive um, 
nurturing partner. And that submissive nurturing partner is nine times out of ten feminized. Because apparently you can't be a nurturer if you're male from the perspective of some of these people. And that's why you get the feminization as far as like a gender role in these relationships and in fandom where Blair is turned into someone who needs to be rescued all the time and he cries and he, you know, he's he's homemaking. Oh, that's the most terrible thing. He faints. That's the most, oh, God, the homemaking is what kills me because there's the assumption there that Jim is incapable, who lived by himself for quite a long time before Blair came along, that Jim is incapable of making his own home and doing his own things, that, you know, Blair comes in and immediately becomes this housewife um, for Jim, and it's uh, it's really off-putting, and I'm not talking about housewives being off-putting because in case you missed it, people, I happen to be one. <laughs> I'm talking about how these antiquated gender roles get inserted into slash fiction. And suddenly, Harry, uh, um, like she said, you know, he has long hair and hips. Um, just pure, unless there's some magic involved and there's some transgender things going on, men don't have bodies like women. They're not going to be voluptuous like a woman. They're not going to have wide hips. They're going to have that that V hip girdle, especially if they're in really good shape. And there's just you got to stop, people. Claire says they often make the physically smaller of the two men a woman, and that is absolutely true. They feminize the smaller less physically present person that didn't come out right. Um, You know what I mean? They are feminizing Blair because um, Jim is so much bigger than him. And they feminize Harry because Harry is – because the actor who plays Harry, um, Daniel Radcliffe, is shorter than the actor who plays Tom Felton. But it needs to be pointed out that in Harry Potter canon, Harry was supposed to grow up to be the same height as, as his father. And James wasn't, it wasn't an implication that James was, was um, um, shorter. Um, so uh, they're basing that purely on the uh, looks of the, um, the appearance of the actors who, um, who play the roles. And it, um, it's really ugly. It's really ugly. And it becomes this, um, but I, I really do believe that most of these authors don't mean, don't mean to be insulting. They're just assigning gender roles to their characters to make them relatable to themselves. And the end result is, 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 is terribly, it's misogynistic and it's ugly and it's, um, it's ignorant. It, it's, it's just pure ignorance. It, it really is. Um, oh, God. Julie says, the NCIS tip ship, which is Tony Dinozo and um, Gibbs, uh, is one of the exceptions. They just write Tony as needy and pathetic to Gibbs' alpha male. The exception is that Tony is bigger than Gibbs. Then that's true. Uh, 
the actors, Michael Weatherly is a couple of inches taller than um, Mark Harmon, I believe. I mean, there's a, you know, he's a little broader in the shoulders, too. Uh, so it's... I think for me the most insulting part of assigning a feminine gender role to one of the men in a gay slash relationship is um, beyond the fact that they're doing it at all, whether it's conscious or unconscious, is not only are they turning this particular character um, into basically a woman, um, they're emasculating this character to a, to a heinous degree. They're also not even turning them into a badass woman. I mean, it's like just the weakest, pathetic, she-has-no-friends woman. I mean, this, this is not a woman you would want to read about as a woman. You would not embrace this, this person as a heroine in a story. You would hate her. You would absolutely hate her. She has no will of her own. She ha- and, I, and I'm deliberately using the she here. Um, that's deliberate. She has no um, uh, depth. She has no um, strength. And she's just, just reduced to this, this doormat. It, it's terrible. So they take this... this weak and pathetic female gender role and they smear it on top of a gay man I mean, and it's, it's a really terrible terrible paint job too they just smear it like a kid doing mud paint like you know finger painting and then we're stuck with the story where you've got this strong dominant alpha male who is and the other side of it, and this is and this is when it gets really ugly. This this is when this trope turns into something really terrible, like an after school special. Because not only, and I mean that both in quality and in theme, uh, not only has this smaller, less masculine from their point of view character been turned into basically a woman with a dick, and not even a really interesting like transgender woman with a dick. You know, something like you know get interested in and be really, you know, just, that would be fun. It's not that kind of fun. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. If, you know, if, if, if you want to write a girl with a dick, you go write yourself a girl with a dick. But don't turn her, him, her, ever how they choose to be pronounced, don't turn that person into a weak-ass bitch on top of it. Because as a rule, honestly, to come out as transgender is a brave, kick-ass thing to do. And, because it's there's so much emotional and and honestly physical trauma that can come that can occur by announcing that you're transgender that writing someone who's transgender as weak willed and um all that stuff would just be a terrible terrible cliche thing to do so don't do that but what's happening is is when they feminize one character the other character turns into this dominant, borderline, mentally and emotionally abusive caricature of what they were. You know, suddenly Jim's not just strong. He's dominating and he's domineering, and there's a big difference between dominating and domineering. Dominating can be fun. Domineering is never fun. So Blair's turned into a girl, basically. He's been emasculated to the point where 
his dicks crawled up into his stomach. And um, Jim has turned into this domineering, arrogant asshole that absolutely no one wants to sleep with, including Blair. But he's so demoralized that saying no doesn't even come up. So it kind of snowballs into this really ugly, abusive fic that isn't properly labeled. And of course you shut it. Of course you get mad and close it. And sometimes you don't even know why. You don't even know why you're mad. You're just, you're really angry and and there's there's something underneath it. There's this underbelly in these fics that are ugly and terrible and sometimes you can't even put your finger on what's wrong with it but you're deeply uncomfortable and Blair's crying and fainting and needing rescuing and um and Jim's a caveman and you don't know what's going on and and so you close it and you're left deeply unsettled and uncomfortable and oftentimes you're not even sure why because it was subversive. It, it, it was not like on top. It wasn't obvious that, that that's what you were getting until you were in it. And then even then, sometimes you don't recognize it for sometimes weeks afterwards, what made you so uncomfortable about that fic. So the feminization is insulting on two levels. One, it says that this writer doesn't believe that two men can have a relationship without one of them assuming assuming a female gender role, a feminine gender role. Two, it implies that they believe that women are inherently weak and stupid. Again, that those are the kind of things that are going to make you super, super uncomfortable. So I guess it's just, it's, you know, I often harped about being accused of misogyny for my canon portrayal of um, Sarek and, and Tangled Destinies, and that's fine. But this, this is really misogyny. This is the misogyny in fandom that no one wants to admit to. This is, it's just, it's this sly, ugly form of bigotry underneath objectification. Now, I'll be the first one to admit that I objectify men. I really enjoy men. I really enjoy cock. I like to look at men. I like to watch men fuck. I just like it. But, and I admit that, but... thing because I've never done it to a man in their face. I that's the difference between men and women. Women objectify straight women objectify men and straight men objectify women. The difference is is that men will do it to your face. Whereas women will keep their objectification to themselves. And they might give a good looking man a look, you know, or a flirty smile, but they don't cat call them. Maybe maybe we should. Just imagine yourselves walking down the street, gentlemen. A woman shout out, hey, baby, show me your cock. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I tickled myself, sorry. So basically what what it boils down to is um, um, 
misogyny uh hidden under objectification and and the, and the really the really um ugly part of this is that most of this fiction is written by women, and most gay, most slash fiction in fandom is written by women. And I would guarantee you that all of those fics were one of the. I mean, I I would be hard pressed to believe that a gay man wrote a feminized gay character. You could not convince me of that. You, I will never be convinced of that because uh, no. So these these are characters being feminized by female writers, and then these char- these characters are treated with a terrible, terrible disregard. Um, they're they're not they're two dimensional. They're um, they're reduced. They're diminished. And um, it's not cool. So I don't blame you for closing a fic. I would too. And ladies, if you're one of those people who um, who does that, just remember that um, a, a man who's not transitioning and, and who isn't on hormones, uh, feminization, physical feminization, is not um, easy. And while hormones can can give him. Um, a person who is born male um, can give um, them characteristics of a woman. Uh, changing the bone structure requires uh, surgery, and woman's a woman's hips are wide because a woman is designed to give birth. A female who a, a person who is born female is designed to give birth. Our hips are meant to be wide, and they open up, and when we give birth. And the hip girdle shifts when we give birth. Men don't have that. So men aren't going to have a full set of hips. No matter how much weight they gain, their bones are still going to be exactly where they're supposed to be. And hormones doesn't change that either. So um, or magic might. So if you want to write Harry um, as a girl, hook that shit up with magic. And ancient science, yeah, that's possible too. Um, but that's like a different level of um, uh, and acknowledge that he's transgender. Yes, absolutely. If he's dressing and um, patting his clothes in a way uh, to appear female, because that's the choice that he or she has made, um, then address that transgender issue honestly and don't be subversive about it. And if you don't mean to write transgender, let's lay off feminizing um, men. The emasculation of a man in a gay relationship is offensive as fuck. There isn't a female role in a relationship between two men. There's just two men. One doesn't act like a woman. And men are just as capable of nurturing a family and a child as a woman. Just as capable. And if there's magic or ancient science, then even breastfeeding is possible. Just you keep that shit in mind, okay? So I need <laughs> you need to stop. You need to stop. And that's all I really have to say about that. 
I um I've talked about it a lot in the past, and it's always really terrible and insulting for a variety of relation um, reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is because it's misogynistic. And um, Jeep Tin says male lactation is a real thing, and yes, it is. I um, men actually have mammary glands, and um, so male lactation is entirely possible, even more possible with science and magic. Um, it's rare. Uh, male lactation is very, very rare. And some women don't breastfeed your right as well. So, you know, just it was a joke, people. <laughs> what I'm saying is is that it's really insulting across the board to assume that a man is incapable of being a nurturing influence in a family and therefore you have to feminize them in order to make them nurturing. It's really terrible thinking. So get that out of your head, ASAP. Get it out of your head. Uh, <clears throat> I mean it. Okay, that's my show. I've actually, I'm in the middle of writing part 30 of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, and I just broke 6,000 words. You guys have a great week, and I will see you tomorrow night, and I have no idea what my topic is going to be. We'll figure something out. And remember, penetration does not equal submission. I'm so serious. <laughs>